For those of you that uh, again are joining us today for the first time here at uh, Southside Bible Fellowship, we believe that since the Bible is God's word and that everyone who believes in Jesus is a child of God, can we say it together so they can hear? The Bible is God's word for us. Father, we come before you acknowledging the power of your word, the presence of the Holy Spirit who endures us and who enables us to understand your word. We pray that you may accomplish through it, Lord, what you intend to accomplish this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are continuing with our series, Encounters with Jesus Christ, Fresh Encounters with Jesus Christ. And today we are looking at Luke chapter 19. It's a familiar account. It's a familiar story. Most of you know about Zacchaeus. In fact, if you attended Sunday school, probably one of the things that you know about Zacchaeus is that he was, or he is, a short man. So let us look at, uh, at Luke chapter 19, the first four verses of Luke chapter 19. This account is very important to Luke's gospel because it is the last personal account of Jesus as he heads to Jerusalem to face false accusation and crucifixion. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, we are told. He is on his way to Jerusalem. He goes through Jericho. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Zacchaeus is a man like you and me. He is the kingpin here of the Jericho tax cartel. <laughs> to his own people, he is seen as a traitor because he works with the Roman government, the government that is oppressing the Israelites. He, by working for the Roman government, Zacchaeus has turned against God his word and his people because he is profiting by taking advantage of his own people. Being a chief tax collector means that he, he supervises other tax collectors. And so he requires that they tax people more so that he can get more. He is hated and despised by people because of his work. But we see 
that he is also restless and miserable. Zacchaeus qualifies to be the most meanest person in town. But there's something that is happening in his life. We are told in verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. Something is going on in Zacchaeus' life. The God-shaped vacuum in him is widening. He's miserable and lonely, and we can confidently say that he needs Jesus. Even though he is filthy rich, or as uh, New Englanders will say, he is wicked rich. <laughs> but he is unsatisfied. He is unfulfilled. He is a man just like you and me. He wants to see who Jesus is, but because of his height, he cannot. You can imagine Zacchaeus is in his office. He sees a crowd. He realizes Jesus is passing by. He runs out. He wants to see Jesus, but no one allows him an opportunity to do so because he's a short man and they hate him. So people are probably pushing him away. He's trying, but no one is giving him an opportunity. And he's short. He is limited. He is disabled. He is weak because of his height. Zacchaeus is not just short physically, he is also short spiritually. He wants to see Jesus. Now, when he fails to see Jesus because of the crowd, Zacchaeus can give up. He can say, I have tried my best, but he does not. Instead, we are told in verse 4, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree, a sycamore fig tree, to see Jesus. Because Jesus was coming that way. So in his shortness, in his limitation, in his disability, he asks himself, what is it that I can do with what I have? What is it that God has given me? What's the ability that I have that I can use to overcome my disability? What is my strength here? And he realizes that he can run. He also realizes that he can climb a tree. Zacchaeus refuses to be a victim. He uses his strength to overcome his weakness. 
He climbs a tree. Zacchaeus is a man like you and me. We all have weaknesses. We all have limitations. We all have faced challenges, and some of us continue to face challenges in lives, challenges that are beyond us at times. But we also all have strengths. We have abilities that God has given us. And some of us are not using the abilities that we have been given. We are not focusing on our strength. We are focusing on our weaknesses. Some of us feel miserable about ourselves because we are focusing only on what is wrong. So he climbs a tree. This rich man climbs a tree. And Jesus, we are told in verse 5, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. So by climbing the tree, Zacchaeus attracts Jesus' attention. In fact, he attracts everyone's attention. The image of this chief tax collector on a tree is attractive to everyone. Everyone is probably talking about Zacchaeus. Look at him. Look at this. You know, it's, can you imagine if you found your pastor on a tree? <laughs> I didn't expect you to laugh, but... <laughs> Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Jesus looks up. Maybe Zacchaeus was expecting that uh, he would see Jesus, but Jesus would not notice him. Maybe he wasn't expecting to be seen by Jesus. But there's something else that is going on here. As Zacchaeus is seeking for Jesus, Jesus is seeking for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbs a tree wanting to see who Jesus is, but deep inside he wants Jesus to see him. Deep inside, there is something that is crying, yearning for Jesus. There is something that is calling on Jesus, and Jesus notices it when he reaches the spot. Because Jesus can see the deeper need that we have. Just as a, as a loving father or mother, you can look at your son or your daughter and you can tell there is something wrong here. Jesus looks at you, whether you love him or not, and he knows there is something wrong there. He can see your deepest need. 
That need that you are not able to express it to someone else. That need that you've been trying to meet with other things and other pleasures. Jesus sees it. He looks at Zacchaeus and he says to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. This is Zacchaeus' invitation. This is Jesus paying attention to Zacchaeus, calling him by his name. He is inviting him to himself. Zacchaeus has an opportunity here to respond to Jesus. Come down is not a suggestion. It's a command. And Jesus is commanding some of us to come down. Come down from your pride. Come down from your self-centeredness. Come down from your lifestyle. Come down to the Lord. Humble yourself. Zacchaeus, come down. I love it when I see Jesus calling people by their names. When he went to Lazarus, when Lazarus was dead, Jesus called Lazarus by his name. Said, Lazarus, come out. When he was at uh, Lazarus' house, he called Martha by her name. Said, Martha, 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 when she was complaining, you are worried about so many things. It's personal. He calls Zacchaeus by his name, and he calls each one of us by our names. Jesus could have said, you short man, come down. Or he could have said, you tax collector, Calm down. But no. The point here is Jesus comes to us, to each one of us, as a friend. He comes to each one of us as a friend. There's something here that is disturbing me. What is it? Yeah, it's. <laughs> he comes to each one of us as a friend and he calls each one of us by our names. When he looks at you, he doesn't identify you with your weakness. 
He doesn't identify you with your race. He doesn't identify you with your lifestyle. He doesn't identify you with your height, with your behavior, or even with your struggle. He identifies you with his grace, his forgiveness, and his holiness. He does not identify you even though he knows how weak you are, how sinful you may be, even though he knows your behaviors and your lifestyles, when he comes to you, he comes as a friend. And he says, Valerian, come down. So Jesus does not only ask Zacchaeus to come down, he invites himself to his house. Come down, today I will be your guest. I'm going to have dinner with you. And the people that knew Zacchaeus, this is what they said. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner? Do you know people who know you will always identify you with what they don't like about you? They will identify you with your addictions. He is an alcoholic. Oh, he's a drug addict. He's a prostitute. She's a prostitute. He's gay. She's a lesbian. He's divorced. She's a single mother. He's homeless. We like identifying people with their weaknesses with their conditions, conditions. When Jesus looks at you, he doesn't focus on your behaviors or your lifestyle. Do you know why? Because he knows that there is nothing that he cannot change in your life. Because he knows that God's intention wasn't for you to live a life that is against him. He knows that in his mind and in his heart, he has your best interest. And so therefore he calls you by your name. It's a demonstration of his grace and his love. Zacchaeus comes down and he receives the Lord gladly. There is always joy when we receive the Lord. There is always joy when you respond to his voice, to his call. Something in you gives you joy. It, something in you makes you realize that this is what I have been looking for. And I didn't know I needed it. 
he receives the Lord gladly. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1 verse 12 that as many as received Jesus Christ, they are given the right, the authority, the power to become the children of God. Zacchaeus becomes a child of God. And as other people still look at him and see him and identify him with his sins, he takes a stand. He says in verse 8, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And I have, if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. This is a testimony of a changed man. Let me tell you, generosity does not bring salvation. It doesn't matter how much you give, you will never be saved because you are a generous person. Never. You cannot buy salvation. It's not for sale. But salvation makes us generous. If you are truly saved, you will be a generous person. You will want to give because you realize that what I have, I have received from the Lord one, but also what I have is nothing compared with what the Lord has done in my life. That is why a church that believes and obeys God's word cannot have financial problems. We shouldn't have any financial problem as a church. If you are truly saved, you will be generous. You will give. Zacchaeus, Jesus didn't tell him you need to give. You remember the rich young ruler? He was asked by Jesus to go and sell his wealth and give it to the poor. And he couldn't do that and therefore he left sorrowfully. Zacchaeus here, Jesus doesn't ask him to do anything. But just realizing his grace and his love and his acceptance, he says, I have been looking for peace and for joy in my wealth. I have been accumulating, thinking that this is where my fulfillment is. But I have found the one. And now I'm going to give out. You know, some Christians are yet to realize that with Jesus Christ in their lives, they have all they need. Three points that I see here. One, Generosity, like I said, does not save us, but salvation makes us generous. 
And two, the gospel makes us, the gospel makes the rejected and the despised acceptable. Those who feel rejected and despised become accepted when they receive the gospel. When you submit to God, you become a child of God, God accepts you. Some of us here are acceptable to others, not because of who we were, but because of who we are today. And who we are today is nothing of ourselves. It's all what the Lord has done in our lives. If you saw us in our previous lives, you would run from us. You would avoid us. But today, you can hug me, you can accept me, you can say hi, you will be proud to say this is my pastor, but you don't know what the Lord has done in my life. If you had seen me a few years ago, you would avoid me. And there are many of us here that the gospel has made them acceptable. There are many of us that come to this gathering and they immediately they come in, they feel at home, they feel accepted because they know how it feels to be rejected and to be despised. It's the work of the gospel, it's the grace of God. Zacchaeus becomes acceptable. The gospel makes the rejected and despised acceptable. And finally, disciples of Jesus Christ find their satisfaction in the Lord. Disciples of Jesus Christ find their satisfaction in the, in the Lord. Zacchaeus realizes that his satisfaction is not in anything else but in Jesus Christ. Here is the main point. Just as Jesus called Zacchaeus to come down, Jesus is calling us today. He is still calling. Can you hear his voice? Can you hear him calling you? Is he asking you to be a living witness? Is he asking you to forgive someone? Is he asking you to be faithful? Is he asking you to trust him with your every need? If you can hear his voice, if you can hear what he's saying to you right now, I invite you to respond obediently to that call. Is he calling you to be saved, to give your life to him, to
to acknowledge that you are a sinner and that he is the greatest savior who died on the cross so that you can have your sins forgiven. If you can hear in your heart Jesus calling you to submit your life to him, I invite you to respond to him obediently. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your faithfulness. I know, Lord, many of us, like Zacchaeus, have needs, deeper needs, needs that uh, we may not be able to share with someone else. Struggles that are known by you. Some of us have cried until we cannot cry anymore. Some of us are confused and afraid because of our past experiences. And some of us are struggling to be faithful, to be consistent, to trust you, to obey you. But some of us need you right now. We need your forgiveness right now. Some of us are like Zacchaeus, that we've been trying to avoid you. And sometimes we've just come and be part of the show. Sometimes we've pretended to be religious, but deep inside, we need you. I pray for that one person who is here this morning and needs your salvation. Pray that you may reach out to them. I pray that you may enable them to hear your voice that you may open their eyes to their sinfulness and to your love for them so that they may turn to you, that they may see you as a friend who has come to help. If you are here and you sense that God is calling you to submit your life to him. Just take a minute right now and ask him to forgive you and to save you. We are told in verse 9 and 10, Jesus says that salvation, today salvation has come into this house because 
Zacchaeus is also a son of Abraham. And he continues to say that the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus is calling you right now to submit your life, whether you are listening to us online or you are here in person. Take a moment and ask him to forgive you and to save you so he can be the Lord in your life. If you believe in Jesus, you are saved, you are a child of God. What is it that the Lord is asking of you this morning? And will you respond to that voice? What is he calling you to do? Father, I thank you again for your faithfulness. I thank you because you continue speaking to us in many ways. And it is always joyous to hear your voice even when you are rebuking us, even when you are reminding us of our own inconsistencies. I thank you for every family that is represented here. I thank you for every person who is with us this morning, and I'm praying for your hand upon them, that you continue to work in their lives, you continue to remind them of your presence and the opportunities that you give them to be more like you. And I'm praying that you may be glorified in every way, in Jesus' name. May everyone say, Amen. Amen.